What is up everyone, Max here, the Celeb Talk Guy, and last night we got to watch 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After, and let me tell you guys one thing, not many of the couples are very happily ever after. A lot of drama, a lot of hilarious different things going on, which we will cover in a couple of seconds throughout this long podcast episode. I am so excited, so much to talk about, and not only just 90 Day Fiance, I also want to do some talking about Married at First Sight and just a little brief stuff on Love After Lockup. Those are two of my other favorite reality TV shows. But first, let's start off with the main event, and that is 90 Day Fiance. So much stuff happened. I already posted a video on YouTube about Debbie and Colt and Jess and so much else. But let's just start with them. Okay, basically, last night, Debbie, Colt's mom, she 110% ruined her son, Colt's relationship with Jess. Now, we already kind of know they're not the best couple. Colt and Jess, they fight you know, Colt has lied to her on a couple of different occasions about his friend slash, you know, one night stand, Vanessa. Remember the Vanessa lady that he had sex with one time and it never really went anywhere? Okay, well, he told Jess that, hey, you know, I don't talk to her anymore. I'm not friends with her anymore. Well, that is not even remotely the case to the point where this Vanessa lady is actually watching over him and his mom, Debbie's cats, while they're in Brazil. So, clearly, they're still pretty good friends. I don't know about romantically at that moment, but they're still friends. Well, in last night's episode, Jess, you know, introduced Colt and Debbie to her family. Her dad, her aunts, her uncle, and it was okay. Jess's family is very eccentric. They're very loud. They like to party, it appears. They were having a good time, and they kind of rubbed Debbie the wrong way. The dad, Jess's dad, seemed hilarious. He was, like, going in for a kiss joking, but he was, like, going in for a kiss with Debbie. He was a funny guy. He was hugging her. I thought it was funny. That rubbed Debbie the wrong way. She was, like, kind of almost freaking out. So she was uncomfortable, and the rest of the night was just weird. One thing leads to another, and, you know, hey... Of course, Jess's dad has his concerns, so he goes to Colt and says, why are you with my daughter? What are your intentions? I know that you were just with Larissa, who was also from Brazil. You know, he basically just said, are you trying to just get back your ex-wife Larissa by sleeping with my daughter, or do you actually have genuine feelings for her? I didn't buy a word out of Colt's mouth. I think Colt just wants to have sex. That's all they ever even talk about, Jess and Colt, is them, you know, with their sex life. So that is what I think is going on. But Colt, he told Jess's dad some ridiculous sob story that he loves her and he wants to start a family and blah, 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 blah. And surprisingly, Jess's dad bought it. So just like that, with a snap of a finger, Colt and Jess's dad were BFFs. They were buddies now. And he was perfectly cool with them, and so was the rest of the family. And the rest of Jess's family, they were talking about marriage, they were talking about uh, stuff that, you know, they shouldn't be talking about. And that flipped a switch, and it lit a fuse with Debbie. She blew up, she got mad, so she started kind of objecting, saying, hey, don't you guys think that they are kind of moving a little too fast to be talking about marriage and kids and all that kind of nonsense, considering that Colt just got out of a marriage? And, you know, they kind of got upset, and one thing leads to another, and Jess told Debbie to F you. She told her to go F-U-C-K herself. And, you know, of course, Debbie was mad, and a lot of finger, you know, pointing and bickering, and it just it got pretty explosive. It was kind of hilarious, kind of sad, kind of awkward, and eventually Debbie just said, I am getting out of here. So she got a cab, and she left, and she kind of, you know, meant that as I'm getting out of here, as in, Colt, you gotta come with me. And he didn't. He said, okay, I'll get you a cab, but I'm not coming. I'm staying, which 
That was kind of weird to see. So clearly, Debbie was sad. She was mad. I don't even want to use the word sad. She was mainly just mad and upset at Jess for, you know, saying that word. And she was also mad at Colt for not going with her. So that whole relationship, that whole drama, you know, went on, whatever. Then, after their segment, we got to see a preview for the next episode, and that is when Debbie was actually FaceTiming Vanessa, the lady I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast, and that's the lady that, you know, Colt did have sex with, and Colt told Jess that he's not talking to her anymore. Okay, well, Debbie was FaceTiming her, and Jess and I, Colt, I guess, walked in the room, and all of a sudden, you know, Debbie kind of says, hey, I'm talking to Vanessa, and Jess hears the name Vanessa, and she flips out. She was super, super, super mad. She was upset. She was like, you know, what, 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 what is going on? So, because remember, Cole said he's not talking to her. He's not friends with her. He cut her off. So, of course, she has some reasoning to be upset. And then that is when we see the infamous clip of Jess tossing Colt's phone across the hotel room and her flipping out and screaming Vanessa's name and swearing and cursing and everything else. So that is pretty much the breaking point. That is the point, I believe, when Colt and Jess end their relationship. And if you don't already know the Colt and Jess do, in fact, end their relationship, I'm sorry, spoiler alert, I am really sorry. I try to always warn everyone for spoilers, but come on, you guys. If you guys watch Night Day Fiance, you have to know by now, it's everywhere. It's not even a spoiler. Colt and Jess clearly end their relationship. They are both very public about it. So they do end their relationship, and after watching that preview, I'm kind of sitting here thinking, okay, Debbie is like, you know, 70% of the reason why they broke up. She pretty much just ruined their whole relationship. Now, of course, Colt did lie to her. He lied and said that he wasn't talking to Vanessa when that was not true. That is a no-no. That is not good. So that is partially his fault too. And it's a lot of his fault, but Debbie needs to be blamed for some of this too, because she really rubbed Jess and Jess's family the wrong way. So in last night's episode, we basically got to just see the destruction and the beginning to the end of Colt and Jess's relationship. Kind of hilarious. They're not going to be together much longer, and that was pretty much it with them. Then we got to see Larissa and Eric, and oh my god, if Colt, Debbie, and uh, Jess were not enough for you guys. Larissa and Eric are probably like 20 times crazier and worse and just flat out weird. Okay, so we all know the story. Larissa and Eric, they're back together now. Larissa was living with a woman from Brazil. I can only assume she was either giving her dirt cheap rent or free rent. And when, you know, the when the landlord basically, you know, Larissa's quote-unquote roommate was when she found out that Larissa was back with Eric, she just said, no, you can't live here. So that's why I'm assuming she was probably letting her stay there for either dirt cheap or free because she just kicked her out. She said, "Next by the end of the weekend, you got to get out of here. I don't like Eric. I don't trust Eric. I don't want to be involved with someone that is in a relationship with Eric. So she kicked her out and Larissa was upset and Eric took her in. Eric said, you can come move in with me. However, they are going to stay in different rooms, which is probably a good idea. So in last night's episode, Larissa moved in Everything seemed to be okay, I guess, and I am cringing if you can't tell when I say that because just moments later, you know, she moves in, she's happy, whatever. She ends up sneaking into Eric's room, and as and when I say she, I mean Larissa, sneaks into Eric's room, steals his cell phone, goes in his cell phone, finds old text messages that he had with a woman named Natalie where he was basically just completely bashing Larissa. 
Now on YouTube, I couldn't really get into it, but on here, I don't care. So I'll be a little more explicit, FYI. And they were, the text messages that he had with this woman, Natalie, were X-rated. They were, they were R-rated, whatever. It was pretty bad. She, they, you know, he was talking about his sex life and he was talking about how with Larissa, she doesn't shower. And then he was even talking about how he met up with Colt, obviously Larissa's ex. And they were both talking about their sex life with Larissa and this and that and how horrible it was. And they were just bashing her. And Larissa ended up calling this Natalie lady and she just spilled the beans and told her everything that Eric allegedly said, which was horrible. And so she was clearly extremely upset. She's in a bizarre situation. And if I was Larissa, I would get the hell out of Vegas, go back to Brazil where she has at least two kids. I think she has two daughters, maybe even more kids, but go back there where you have some family. I mean, she is just completely struggling and her last end, you know, in Vegas, she needs to, I, in my opinion, go back to Brazil. But in the last night's episode, she was pissed at Eric, obviously, and she can't trust him. She's upset. She was just completely humiliated. And I just kind of forgot personally how bad their breakup was. But after I remembered it, and I remember what was really going on on social media and the both of them, they're both nuts. They're both crazy. And I'm not very surprised. And then Larissa was going to confront Eric. Yay, yay, yay. We can finally see some good drama. And then, of course, thank you very much, 90 Day Fiance. They ended their episode. So we have to wait until next Sunday to see what in the hell happens between the two of them. I can only imagine... I have a big hunch, though, for some reason, that Eric and Larissa are still together, so I assume that they're going to have a big fight, but I could almost see them staying together, too, so we'll have to wait and see. And now we can just do a little brief, you know, snippet of each of the rest of the couples. We saw Angela and Michael, drama, drama, drama. Okay, I made some comments about two weeks ago, I want to say that I was starting to like Angela, that I kind of started to get feelings for Angela. I was starting to kind of like her more as a character on the show. Okay, everything I said positive about her, let's just redact that because I don't really still think that any of that. She is just out of her mind drama. She, I don't know what she's actually like in real life, but I know on the show, the girl loves fake drama. She was throwing up quote-unquote throwing up because they were at a Nigerian market where they were cutting off goat's heads and it was buggy and gross and it was definitely gross. It wasn't the cleanest market in the world, but it wasn't anything to be that dramatic about, I don't think. And then the drama just went on and on and on and every two seconds on last night's episode, she kept threatening Michael that the, the marriage is over, the wedding's over, I'm not going to marry you. And it's annoying. So Michael and Angela, that was pretty much it. It's filled with drama and Angela is just I don't, not a big fan anymore. We also got to see Kalani and Asuelu. Yeah, they're better, I guess. That we have seen a ridiculous amount of fighting with them over the past three or four weeks, I'd say. And it was okay. They finally kind of made up. You know, Asuelu kind of apologized, I guess. It's a lot of just kind of. It's kind of, it's okay, not great, but it's okay. They'll take, you know, five step, steps forward and four steps back, kind of, it seems like. So after they, quote unquote, made up, they ended up doing a FaceTime or a Skype or whatever with Asuelu's mom and his sister because, according to Asuelu, he has two half-sisters that live in Washington, and his mom has a green card, and she also lives in Washington. Now, I had no idea. I never knew that, so I was surprised to hear that, but he's, he has family in America, and he told Kalani, hey, if we can't go to Samoa, I would love to go to Washington and see my family there, and she just said, sure. She agreed to it because I think they could probably 
maybe drive, maybe fly, but either way, you know, it wouldn't be as expensive as going to Samoa. So she said, sure. They ended up Skyping his mom and his sister. And, you know, it was good as, at, the, at the beginning of it, but then towards the end, they started asking for some money, for some cash, which, of course, Asuelu and Kalani don't have any because the guy gives out samples at a grocery store. So, you know, he was kind of freaking out. He was saying no. He was also kind of putting some of the blame on Kalani, Kind of felt bad for her. That's what I'm saying. I still don't really love Sway Lu. So there was fighting. There was bickering. We'll see what happens. I do know for sure that they do end up going to Washington. And I can only imagine what happens when they get there. We also got to see Elizabeth and Andre. And I'll, let's put a pause on them for now because some stuff happened with them. Let's first do Paul and Corinne because we can kind of go through them a little bit faster. Paul and Corinne, they have been looking for a house. Paul, he set up some appointments to check out some mobile homes. They were horrendous. They weren't very nice. The one that was relatively nice just was too small, so they couldn't do any of those. He ended up somehow finding this tiny house. He didn't really even mention how he found it, but he found it. It's pretty much the size of a large shed. It was one, maybe one and a half kind of-ish rooms, and it's very small, but it's nicer. So, Kareni was surprisingly happy. Paul seemed relatively happy, and I wish them nothing but the best. I know moving forward that they actually move out of that place because I've seen pictures and videos from their current cameos, and they're in a house or an apartment, and that is not the one that the videos are taken in. So they do move into a new place, but clearly they don't stay there very long. Then we saw Elizabeth and Andre. Now back to them. I think they were the last couple from last night's episode, I believe. If I did miss anyone, I do have to apologize, but I don't think I did. So Elizabeth and Andre, some stuff happened with them that we can kind of elaborate on. Basically, Elizabeth's dad and brother made it to Moldova. Yay, everyone was happy, except Andre. He was not happy. He was actually pretty upset. He verbally and, you know, clearly admits that he does not like her brother and her dad. I don't know why. I am very sick of Andre. Honestly, even talking about him, it gives me a freaking headache because he's rude on the show. And I think what we're starting to see, possibly, is a little bit of what I like to call BS drama. We see it with Angela, and we also see it with some other people, too. We could see it with, we also see it with Darcy. Darcy is big on this, too. And I think Elizabeth and Andre are doing the same thing. I think that they are just making up drama to keep their segments entertaining, because Andre, he always has to fuss about something on the show. He hates, you know, on the show, he hates her brother, and she ha he, and he hates her dad on the show. But in real life, on social media, they seem to be happy and lovey-dovey and just a great couple. So I really think a lot of this stuff is just BS. I could be wrong, but it just doesn't seem real to me. But anyway, on the show... Her dad and her brother get in, Andre's mad, they start making conversation with Andre, like, hey, you know, what'd you used to do for work? And he said, I was a police officer, and then, you know, they kind of just vaguely ask, you know, well, why'd you leave here, and why'd you move to Ireland? It wasn't threatening, or really even, like, questioning, he was just, they were just questions, they were friendly, personal questions, they were kind of curious, but I don't think, at least Elizabeth's dad was being overly questioning. He wasn't interrogating him. The brother eh, kind of was, but the dad was just being calm, having a conversation. Andre refused to answer. He was being really defensive. So either the guy was being defensive for the show to keep it entertaining and live and lively or whatever, or he was being defensive because in reality, he is truly hiding something. So Elizabeth's dad was kind of like, eh, maybe he's hiding something, maybe not. 
But the brother, he wouldn't drop it. He kept going on and on and on, asking him different questions. And it looked like in the preview for the next episode that Andre and her brother might actually get a little bit physical and they might kind of get into a fight, I guess, I don't, like a real fist fight. So we'll see what happens. I think the, the brother and um, Andre are both kind of douchebags. Honestly, they both seem like spoiled brats. I don't know for sure about the brother, but I, I just I've heard that the dad owns all these businesses and he's quote unquote really successful. And I think think the brother works for him. I don't want to name names and call him a spoiled rich kid yet, but it just seems like if he does work for him, and I know for a fact that Elizabeth's sisters are very, very, very spoiled rotten and kind of just rude. So I think that the brother, yeah, he probably follows the same pattern. And from what I've seen of him, he does seem to be kind of just like a spoiled rotten brat kind of. And then Andre, on the show at least, the guy is a spoiled rotten brat. I don't have any problem saying that. And so that is the 90 Day Fiance stuff. Of course, there is a ton more stuff going on, but those are the two pretty much most important shocking things to me. Now let's fast forward over to Married at First Sight. What happened in the last episode? Now guys, if you don't watch Married at First Sight, it's on 8 o'clock Eastern Time every Wednesday night on the Lifetime channel. And let me tell you guys something. If you like drama, if you like 90 Day Fiance, and if you just, if you like love stories like me, I'm a hopeless romantic. If you are like me and you love a good love story, I would suggest you to watch Married at First Sight. I know a lot of you guys more than I could ever imagine. I've already messaged me saying I am watching the show and I love it. I've probably had, you know, a couple thousand people reach out to me and I think I have had one person say, screw you, I hate this show. So, you know, one out of like 5,000 is a pretty good, you know, number ratio for me. So I'm happy. Everyone, you know, you guys seem to really like it. That makes me happy. So and I'm not even getting paid a cent to say that. I really mean it from the bottom of my heart. Married at First Sight is an awesome show. So Married at First Sight on every Wednesday. It was on last Wednesday and we finally got to see three out of the five couples get married. We got to see Amani and Woody. We also got to see Brett and Olivia and then last but not least is Karen and Miles. So let's backpedal, you know, real quick to Woody and Amani. My first thoughts. I am kind of shocked. When I first saw Woody, I thought this guy is a hilarious flirt. That was it. And I didn't think that he was ready to settle down. Call me rude. I don't care. I thought he was kind of, you know, a little just flirtatious. And he is on the younger side of things. And he probably still wants to date and have fun and, and you know, have a good time. I didn't think he was ready to get married. After seeing the episode, okay, him and Amani seem to actually kind of hit it off. Now, I don't think anyone would not hit it off with, with Woody because this guy has like the biggest and best personality in the whole world, maybe to ever even be on this show. He's the one of those kind of guys where he can get along with anyone. He knows what to say. He's dancing. He's laughing. Like He's the kind of guy that you want to hang out with and spend time with. So I would be shocked if Amani didn't like Woody. I wouldn't be too terribly shocked if Woody doesn't like Amani. Just, you know, judging off of first glance with Woody, I kind of made comments that maybe Woody, you know, he seems like he's, you know, Mr. Popular. Maybe he wants to try to date, you know, the Kim Kardashian, Beyonce's of the world. But, and Amani seems incredibly nice. She's pretty. She's smart. She is successful. She has a lot of stuff going on. But I kind of thought from first glance, maybe Woody was just kind of trying to date some, like, like it's a celebrity, Kim Kardashian, Beyonce type girl. And that clearly isn't really Amani. But, but, but they did seem to really hit it off. I was shocked. I thought for sure that there was like a 9 out of 10 chance they were going to get a divorce after watching that first episode. I think their chances of staying together are looking a lot better. I just need to see, a, you know, Woody's true intentions. I don't know if he's going to be faithful. 
if he is real, if he is faithful during this process, and if he's 100% committed and attracted to Amani, I think they actually have a very good chance of staying together. I was shocked to see it. I'm shocked to say it. But they really seem to have a good physical and emotional chemistry. Of course, it was just the first day. They just got married. But, at, you know, after the wedding, they were joking around. They were a little touchy-feely. They were getting romantic. They seem to have a good connection. Now, let's go over to Brett and Olivia. And, oh, my God, I want to throw up. I am disgusted. I don't know what's going to happen. I've heard from so many of you guys on Instagram saying that, oh my God, you guys love Brett. Okay, well, let's, let's just backpedal a little bit one more time and let's all remember the Brett that we are talking about. Brett is the guy at his bachelor party. He put his arm around Henry's friend and it wasn't in like a, hey, nice to meet you. It was like a very romantic, sexual, kind of, you know, creepy arm around her and she was creeped out and she left the room. He did that. He also put up like a, you know, call me sign to a waitress when they were out with, you know, their friends. Okay, that is inappropriate. So he did, he did a handful of inappropriate, creepy things and while he was, you know, before he was getting ready to get married. It was wrong. It was weird. It wasn't good in my book. So he goes and he marries, you know, sweet, poor Olivia, who I still love dearly. I think she's really nice. And I think he is just kind of a cocky douchebag. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that word. Sorry, I know. I'm not keeping it very PG, but he is a douchebag. The guy doesn't seem very genuine. And I know I he has a big personality too and he is also flirtatious and I I know I said that same thing about Woody being flirtatious having a big personality but it's like it's two totally different spectrums and sides of personalities and flirtatious and everything like you know Brett he is a flirt but in a douchey way Woody is a flirt but in a sweet kind nice kind of cool way like i don't even know they're just they're two different people they have similar personality traits but they're very 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 different i still don't like brett i don't even really care i do this i pick people i like and i dislike in the show and as of now as of two episodes in or three episodes in technically i do not like brett i am just gonna say that but hey you know we have eight weeks worth of tv with this guy and maybe he'll make me change my opinion i doubt it but maybe so he married her he married olivia and he was telling her and her family every little thing that she wanted to hear he went and he hugged olivia's mom and he appears to be a charming he's tall he's buff he's you know he's relatively social and he just he seems good on the surface but He's just, I just don't like it. And Olivia, I wish her nothing but the best. After watching that episode, I more now than ever think that they are not going to work. I have no idea. And I know, let me just make one more comment. I know that there are spoilers going around of this and that. I haven't read them. I used to read them, but I'm kind of deciding if I want to actually read them because they're not always true and it can kind of ruin the season for me. So I'm going to hold off on reading any spoilers for now maybe later in the season I will check some out, but for now, we're only two episodes in. It's a little too soon for me. So, you know, Olivia and Brad, they look god-awful. I feel bad for Olivia. I wish her nothing but the best. I hope to God, for her sake, maybe they can work, but I highly, highly, highly doubt it. And Karen and Miles, Miles seemed better now than I ever thought. I mean, he, I was concerned that he is young. That was my concern with Miles. Okay, after watching him marry Karen... The guy seems to really just be a nice stand-up guy. I mean, he is patient. He is, he's just, he's funny. He's, I, you know, I, it's hard for me even to talk about the guy because I, I really think he is just a true, cool, nice guy. And I don't think he's going to get 
what he deserves with someone like Karen, at least after watching that first episode. So in the last episode, they did get married and Karen was freaking out. We all saw the previews where Karen was flipping out because she got some weird text from someone saying that, you know, the person you're marrying is Miles, and then she researched him, and she wasn't attracted, and this and that, and he was too emotional. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think Karen is good enough for Miles, at least as of that last episode. Maybe she'll open up. Maybe she'll be a lot nicer. I think she's pretty. I think she's really attractive, but I think emotionally, you know, she needs to open up a lot. So she she had her walls up. She wasn't being very social. She wasn't really talking to him. And Miles, I think, is a shy person. But he was, like, really, really, really trying to open up, get to know her. And I, I felt like Karen was kind of denying him. That was just my take. But as the episode progressed with Karen and Miles, it seemed to slowly, slowly, slowly get a little bit better. And fingers crossed, maybe their relationship can kind of blossom. Maybe. But we're just going to have to wait and see. And then Amelia and Bennett and Henry and Christina, we did not get to see. We saw a snippet of Amelia and Bennett. And guess what? Amelia and Bennett, you know, they were going to get married. It was right at the end of the episode. Amelia was walking down the aisle with her mom. And all of a sudden, Amelia goes, oh, my God, I know him. And, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a thing like I kind of know him. It was like, holy crap, I know this guy. And even Bennett was like, oh, my God, I know her, too. And Bennett's friends were like, oh my god, you know, they clearly knew that was Amelia, they know each other, this is really crazy. So I don't know how they know each other, I don't know if they hooked up, I don't know if they dated, I don't know if they have a mutual friend, I don't know. If I had to guess, I would say that they probably hooked up and had a one-night stand that went wrong, because it seemed like it was an awkward, like, oh my god, I'm marrying you. It, it didn't seem didn't seem very positive, it seemed like really like, oh god, I'm, you know, marrying you? So it just, it was concerning, I didn't like it. But they are so weird of people. They're quirky. They're weird. I'm not in a negative way, in a good way, but they are odd. And I could kind of see them being the type of people where it's just like they make a big deal out of nothing, kind of. You know, Amelia, her jaw literally dropped to the floor. And I wouldn't be shocked if maybe, I don't know, Bennett, you know, they ran into each other, three mutual friends at a fair like five years ago, and they said hi to each other. I wouldn't be shocked if it's that stupid. Or maybe they hooked up. Maybe it's a big dramatic thing. We will have to unfortunately wait until this upcoming Wednesday because... Dang old 90 Day Fiance right when they met and they saw each other and Amelia's you know jaw dropped to the floor. Literally, um, the episode ended. Of course, typical reality TV. Okay, guys, so we have talked about 90 Day Fiance. We have also talked about Married at First Sight. Now, before I sign off for the day, I want to talk about Love After Lockup. You guys, we have three incredible shows, reality shows going on right now throughout the week. Okay, Sunday, Monday, we have 90 Day Fiance. Wednesday, we have Married at First Sight. So Friday, we have Love After Lockup. And that is what I wanted to talk about you guys when I first started this channel about a year ago. It's almost, we're almost to a year, believe it or not. And a lot of you guys started saying you have to watch Love After Lockup. It's an awesome show. It's filled with drama. It's great. You must watch it. I was on the fence, but I started watching it because not only is it on WeTV, which I have that channel, but... For some reason, it always gets reposted on YouTube, and because it's not, like, a huge, huge show, like Night Day Fiancé, or maybe even Married at First Sight, it just stays on YouTube. Like, they, they never report it, they never do a copyright claim, it really just stays there. So, for those of you guys that maybe not, you don't have cable, maybe you can't, you know, watch or get WeTV, 
seriously, if you like reality TV, watch Love After Lockup. It's always on YouTube after Friday night. Someone always reposts it. I don't, but someone always does. So check it out. It's on YouTube. It's free to watch, obviously. And it's a great, hilariously strange show. We got to see the second episode on last Friday. I am dying to see what happens this upcoming Friday. You know, real quick, we're, we're seeing a lot of couples. I'll kind of keep the boring ones out. The couples I want to see, number one, is Sean and Destiny. If you don't remember who Sean and Destiny are, they have never met. Let me just say that the first thing. They've never met. I believe I heard Sean say that he spent uh, upwards of $30,000 on Destiny. And yes, they have never met. He is a car mechanic. It didn't seem like he's like, you know, a luxury car mechanic, so I don't think he's really rolling in the cash, but he did say, hey, I, you know, I have extra money every month, and I'm happy to give her some money. However, the guy has, I believe he said six, maybe eight, but I think he said six kids, so I don't know how he has the extra money. I'd prefer if he was spending the extra money on his kids, but, you know, clearly he's, you know, giving it to Destiny. So he is giving her all this money, and yes, never met her. Well, finally, we're, it, it appears that we're really getting close to them actually meeting. I thought it was going to happen in the last episode, but of course, typical, you know, reality TV, it didn't. So we will see them meet, I believe, this upcoming Friday, and I think it, something really bad is going to happen. I don't know if she is a lot heavier than she appeared in her pictures, or if she just looks totally different. I don't know for sure what's going to happen, but I do think that something is going to happen really, really, really bad. Not for sure what, though. So I'm excited to see how that happens. I do know for sure that Destiny is real, because I saw a Love After Lockup preview for the whole entire season, and in the preview, there's like a half of a smidge of a second where you can see Sean driving his truck, or his car or whatever, and he's really, really, really mad. He's screaming. He's telling the producers, I'm done. I'm done with this show. He rips off his microphone, and you can see he gets out of the car, and behind him, there's a woman, and if you look really close and you pause your screen, you can see, okay, that is the same Destiny woman that we saw in her picture. So Destiny appears to be real, but I am so excited to see how their relationship pans out. I'm also excited to see Scott and Lindsay. Lindsay is significantly younger than Scott. Scott is he seems to be kind of like he appears to be a rich businessman he's older he's like giving her money he's helping take care of her young daughter he's helping take care of Lindsay's mom and they have never even met clearly 100% without a doubt Lindsay is using him for his money and just for his time to take care of her mom and her daughter so I don't love that I feel incredibly bad for her daughter I hate to see kids get dragged into this drama. That sucks. It's not good for anyone. It honestly makes me pretty sad, but you know, hope to God, maybe their relationship can work. Maybe Lindsay and Scott can give their daughter and the mom a better life. Man, not even really the mom, but just the daughter, because she's like eight, nine, ten years. She's a young kid. I mean, and it sounded like, according to Scott, that um the mom isn't, or not, not the mom, sorry, that her dad isn't very involved. So and clearly, and clearly, the mom, Lindsay, is in jail. She's been in prison for years. So I feel bad for the daughter, but hopefully it works well. I think there is going to be some very interesting stuff because like Sean and uh, Destiny, they have never even met. So that will be very interesting to see. And last but not least, who else do I want to talk about? Okay, here's another good couple. We have other couples scattered in like Maurice and Jessica. They seem, yeah, they seem good. Nothing too good. They kind of remind me of Shane 
and Lacey from, you know, last season. But they're just, they, they seem good. This average couple, nice. You know, they seem to really kind of do love each other. Nah, nothing, nothing too special. But we have another couple named John and Christiana. John is a hippie-ish kind of guy. Seems real nice, completely hilarious, but he's a hippier kind of a guy. Christiana, she seems to just kind of be using a John for probably a place to crash at. You know, just typical that kind of stuff. Money, food. And this John guy is not getting the hint. He has also been married anywhere from three to five times. Now, you can come to me and say, hey, you don't know what you're talking about. No, this John guy has said different numbers like multiple different times. When they first asked him, hey, how many times have you been married? He said, I don't even know, like four. Then he went back and said, maybe five. Then he went back and said, maybe three. So I don't know, anywhere from three to five times, which is just insane. Clearly, the guy is kind of just losing it up there. If you don't remember how many times you have been legally married to someone. But he's been married a lot. He has like eight kids, I believe. So also, you know, a lot of kids. And he just seems to kind of be a hilarious mess in a good way. I think he is totally rushing things with Christiana. I think, honestly, I don't even want to say this, but I think he might be waiting to sleep with someone until he gets remarried. I don't know for sure, but he's made a lot of comments about religion, and I wouldn't be totally shocked. Complete assumption, by the way. I'm not saying he said this, but I'm just saying I wouldn't be shocked with his comments on religion, how it's really a serious thing for him, that he is just waiting to sleep with someone and be romantic and intimate with someone until he gets married. And if that is the case, that is probably why he is rushing this marriage so much because when Christiana walks out of prison for the first time, he is literally going to get down on one knee in front of a limo and ask her to marry him. And that is what happened on the last episode. He got down on one knee. There was a limo. Christiana was completely shocked. She couldn't believe it. He said, will you marry me? And then boom, of course, typical reality TV, the episode ended. So we have to wait and see what happens. And not only did he want to get engaged on the spot, he also wanted to drive the limo down a couple miles to where his truck is, and in the truck, he wanted to stand there and get married. So he wanted to seal the whole deal right then and there, which to me seems, you know, absolutely 100% completely rushed and wrong and weird. But hey, John, he goes by the beat of his own drum, so you can't, you know, blame him, whatever, it's odd. I don't know if they get married. I don't know if they stay together. I have no idea. So guys, love after lockup, an incredibly hilarious show to watch. It is just, it's, I can't, I can't even put a word. It's like that juicy reality TV that you know you'd be really embarrassed to talk about with your friends and family that you watch, but you still sit there and watch it every Friday night because it is so juicy and entertaining. So guys, Love After Lockup, every Friday night, I want to say 8 o'clock Eastern. It might be on at 9 though, anywhere from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time on the Wii TV channel. So guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I know, like I said, every week we are doing a podcast. My timing is kind of screwed up still because it takes me a day or two to edit it, and then I have to post it on the podcast network thing, which I'm still trying to learn, and then that takes more time. That's the long, it's a very long, drawn-out process compared to YouTube. We're on YouTube. I can do a video. I can edit it, and then within about 30 minutes, I can post it, which I just absolutely love. Podcast, it takes much longer because there's just a lot of stuff that goes into it, believe it or not. So I'm still trying to get the hang of it. I love doing these. So if you guys love it, I have one request I would really appreciate. If you're on the Apple Podcast Network, please, please, please scroll down. Leave me a, I'd appreciate a five-star review. But of course, be honest, if you're going to leave me a one-star, maybe just, you know, skip this step. But if you want to leave me a four or five-star review, I would greatly appreciate it. And that's my only comment. I would really appreciate if you guys could just leave me a review. That means the world to me. Please keep tuning in. Keep listening. 
I don't even know if you can subscribe on podcasts. I know that sounds embarrassing and just pretty flat out stupid of me, but I don't know if you can subscribe. But if you can subscribe, if you see a subscribe button, feel free to hit that subscribe button and stay tuned for many more podcasts.